0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. M-S-W Media. yourself a glass sit for a spell
1: it's time to have some fun let's do a little thinking some picking and a drinking well, this is what we're drinking with and
0: Welcome to the show, everybody. Hi. Hope you're having a good day. I am. Started off, I I took the dog on a walk this morning and I was listening to Smartless Podcast. We know that one. It's a little bit bigger than this show, just a little. Um, One of my heroes was on, Michael Stipe, and uh, I got caught up listening to that today. Uh, Funny story. I... Years ago, I guess it was probably about five years ago, maybe, or maybe a little bit longer than that. I was in New York City and went to a complex, uh, Chelsea Yards, I think it's called. And there was a bar there, and we were having some drinks in the lobby. I was with a group. I was with about four other people. And there's also a theater in this complex. So we were wrapping up and getting ready to uh, leave and head to another bar. We called an Uber So the Uber was out front already and uh, three of my friends went out to get in the car and my cousin Chrissy and I were were settling up the bill at this bar. And as we're about to walk out, I know this play had let out, this theater had, the show had let out while we were settling up and a bunch of people came down and this group of about five guys uh, go to this table, which was right near the exit and As we're walking, I say to Chrissy, "I go, oh my god, it's, it's Michael Stipe. (laughs) Like, I mean, one of my heroes. REM was one of the seminal bands of my life, and uh, I couldn't let the moment pass. I just, I'm not the kind of guy that would normally go up to celebrities, but in this case, I thought, well, what the fuck, give it a shot, and I walked up." And it was Michael and I think four other guys were with him. And uh, I was stammering, you know, I said, uh, hi, uh, excuse me, uh, Michael, uh, sorry to bother you. Um, I just want to say, and and it was suddenly, it was like I was, the stage fright came over me. I was, I was a mess. I said, uh, I, I just want to say, thank you. Uh, for a lifetime of special things. (laughs) That's what I said. And by the way, I don't remember saying that. My cousin was standing nearby and heard me say it. Thank you for a lifetime of special things. And they were all looking at me like I was special at that moment. And no one said anything. And then finally, Michael Stipe and that little, that unique twang voice he has, that twangy voices. What's your name? And I said, Dan, he says, Dan, thank you. He repeats what I said. Thank you for a lifetime of special things. And he kind of nodded and he said, that's nice. And shook my hand. And then nothing. Nobody said anything. (laughs) I was just standing there. And I sort of backed up slowly. Okay. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye. And that's how I met Michael Stipe. And I was so embarrassed. And we got, and I said, was like, damn it, damn it. I was like Chris Farley in that sketch we used to do with Paul we oh, oh, shit. And my cousin said, no, no. That was really, no, no one. I go, I can't believe I just said thank you for a lifetime. It's so stupid. And she said, no, it was sweet. And no one's ever said that to him. <laughs> so there you go. My Michael Stipe famous celebrity story uh <laughs> speaking of famous i hung out with a good buddy of mine yesterday uh this was on sunday um simon ford a forge gin you're a drinker you're listening to this show you should know forge gin is one of the greatest gins in the world simon's one of my oldest pals from the business and simon and our other pal ben scora also from the business we got to hang out yesterday in beverly hills that's where, I wanna be. Hills, that's where I want to be. And, uh, yeah, we went to Gucci Osteria De Massimo Batturo. Massimo Batturo is one of the most famous chefs in the world, Italian chef. And they have these. He's done this collaboration with Gucci uh, since February 2020. The, the one opened here in, in Beverly Hills. And it's just about one of the fanciest restaurants you could possibly go to. It's very hard to get a reservation. It's not the sort of thing that I normally do, but it was cool to go hang out in Beverly Hills. And um, we went there, and oh boy, it was uh, for lunch. We had lunch. It's not inexpensive, as you might imagine, but really delicious. Uh you know, very fancy. We had Jesus, we had grilled artichokes, we had this tortellini. Tortellini is kind of famous for. It. So to give you an idea, the tortellini is a little small bowl, $52. Uh the grilled artichokes, $34. Uh, there was a dish called You and Me in Capri, which we really enjoyed. That was a, like a lemon ricotta ravioli. Oh, this cod was great too. Cod as milanese. That was about 60 bucks. Um, and then delicious wine, the whole thing was, it was, it was fantastic, but again, uber expensive. But I guess I'm telling you about it because if you're looking to have sort of a once in a lifetime experience and you don't mind dropping a little bit of cash, I would recommend it. It just, you feel kind of special when you're there, you know, I was like, oh, it's, it's an event. And I, I realized I don't really get outside of my bubble too often uh, in Venice and I usually hang out at shitty dive bars that I love, but Every once in a while, I think it's cool to do that. And then from there, we went over to Dante. The original Dante was in New York City, and they opened one out here a couple years ago in a hotel in Beverly Hills. And that also, very fancy, very fancy. If you go to my Instagram, at the imbiber, I posted a picture there. Uh, They sent out some cocktails special for Simon, but they they drew on the foam, and it was neat. Um, But Dante, also an excellent choice. If you're going to pamper yourself one day. Do the, do the Gucci Osteria and then go to Dante, and you'll feel like a million bucks. You probably need a million bucks, too, um, to get there. <laughs> yeah, not cheap. Bring the credit card. Speaking of getting out of my bubble, tonight I'm going to be heading over to West Hollywood to Melrose Umbrella Company, one of my favorite bars. i going to be hanging out with William H. Macy macy former guest on this show i'm gonna probably knock out an interview with bill tonight so maybe that'll be coming up in the next week or two on the show bill's going to be there with woody creek distilling he's a partner there and they're releasing a new expression uh the bill macy expression i don't think that's what it's called but i guess bill had a a real hand in developing this expression and tonight's going to be the release party for that so look for an interview with bill macy on an upcoming uh, episode of this show did I mention, speaking of whiskey, did I mention our guest coming up later is Joe Beatrice? On this episode, Joe Beatrice, our dear friend from Barrelcraft Craft Spirits, one of the most knowledgeable guys in the biz, and we always love having Joe on, and he's going to be talking about some of their new expressions just in time for the holidays, so if you want to hear that, and Bill's going to talk about the, the science of blending, which is a lot of what they do over there, and that's just coming up in like two minutes or something. In fact, jump into it. I I will say one other thing. Uh, Today, the day that this episode is dropping is November 14th. It is my brother Brian's birthday. Uh, My late brother, Brian, who passed away in 2010. Today is his birthday and he would have been 44 years old today. I always say this podcast is available wherever podcast stream. I'd like to... uh, Think that somewhere, wherever you go, when you're not here anymore, he has some sort of awareness of what I'm doing. Maybe he's listening. If you're listening, Brian, (laughs) I love you, man. And uh, happy birthday. And we'll be back uh, right after this little commercial with Joe Beatrice. The holidays are coming. That's right. Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. All right around the corner. What does that mean, by the way? Right around the corner. You turn, you see it. What if you walk by? What if you keep going straight? Do you miss it? Do you miss the holidays? I don't know. I'm rambling. Uh, anyway, the holidays are here. You're throwing a party and you, you gotta, you're got you going to make some cocktails. If you use subpar mixers, you're going to get subpar drinks. And that's why I'm all about the Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all natural, clean label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of master mixologists into your home. They feature a bunch of unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. All of the ingredients in Fresh Victor mixers are fair trade source. There's no artificial anything, and they're produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant where there's no waste. Right now, Fresh Victor is offering a holiday special exclusively for you listeners of the WWD podcast. Simply go to freshvictor.com and put a bunch of mixers in your shopping cart and when you check out, enter promo code F V DAN20 to get 20% off your order. Again, that's F V DAN20. 20% off. It's the ultimate holiday gift to yourself and to your party guests. So what are you waiting for? Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor.
1: Hey, Dan. It's Patty Murin, Broadway's Princess Anna. Do you want to drink a bourbon?
0: Yes, I do. Do I have a shot on Broadway? Sure. Joining me now, uh, one of our regulars... Old friend of the show. I don't mean old. He's young and spry, but he's a great friend of the show. Always love having him on. The proprietor of Barrel Craft Spirits, Joe Beatrice. Joe, how are you, man? I'm
1: doing great. How are you doing?
0: Always good to see you, my friend. Uh well, we're you know, we're just starting to get into the festive time of year. And when I think festive and I think celebration, I think barrel. That's what I like to <laughs> that's what I like to do. No, but it is, it, it, you know, I, um, was looking over some of the new stuff you got coming out and I thought, well, this is, we should, we need to touch base with Joe and see what he's got going on, uh, for the, for the season. So, uh, I think we should jump right in here. I, first off, I want to say congratulations because I think since we last, uh, talked, you have, you've come up with a, uh, a new, State of the you've opened your new state-of-the-art blending facility,
1: right? Yes, um, it was two years in the making. It took two years, but we did it in. We opened in uh, in uh, September, and two days before the opening, we were f- still welding, and uh, we got our certificate of occupancy the day before. It was a, it was a race to the crossing. But it was two years in the making here, but we're open. We are. So where is it? in Jefferson Town which is it's actually part of Louisville. So it's maybe um, 5 or 6 miles from downtown. Okay, and is this a place where where consumers can come? Eventually, uh we actually we actually ha- do have a store here. Um and so if people can come. We haven't start, we're not really doing tours yet. Um and I think what we what we're really thinking is to try to do something that's a little bit different, a little bit unique like try to create some um, blending experience, something that's, that's reflective of, the, of, the, of what we do. So it's a, something a little bit more interesting. Um, and so we're working, we're working our way through that. So you
0: mean um, like, so some, someone could, so everybody knows, and you know, barrel what Joe, their, their releases, the product they put out is they're generally blends of, of, of whiskeys that Joe and his team procures from all over the place. So you're saying. You want to create that sort of experience for the consumer, where they can come in and and lead them through how to maybe perhaps blend their own whiskey.
1: Yeah, we're thinking about we have we have a couple of different scenarios. We're thinking about you know some level of interactivity, um, you know, to just to just show what it is that we do and let people experience that a little bit. And you know, we could you know that's on one level. We'll probably just have some regular tastings as well. But you could do um, that but-
0: as a value add, though, right? For your especially for your regular. Customers maybe the ones that are buying a lot of whiskey, you can add that sort of make that a thing. Where do you see that happening? Like a thing where someone could have their own signature line of, whereas people buy barrels, you know, they go and they buy their own barrel. Could you could you see the time coming where I could come in and create my own Dan Dunn Barrel
1: Blend? I think it would be a variation. We'll 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 try to save you from yourself a little bit. I was gonna say my the Dan
0: barrel blend. I mean, I know more than most, but I'm still thinking it probably wouldn't
1: be that good. But we, we got we we sort of, we sort of do that. Like we we do have a private release series, and and we will work with customers who you know are buying at the barrel level to to come up with something that that works for them generally it's a larger format it's than one barrel but but we also have enough we have enough private releases that we've developed that that you could pick your pick the profile based on what we have and and you know and then it would be yours well that's an interesting
0: point you bring up there though. if I were to do that, if you're consulting me on how I want to make my own whiskey. Where do you start when you talk when you're talking about the profile? would the first, what would the first question be to me if if I were coming to you and you I I, I hired you to consult to help me make my way? What would be the first question you'd ask me?
1: Well, it would be it would really be a series of things. It's, it's a, what are, what are we trying to do here? Uh, you know, is you know what kind of a product you trying to make? Is it a mass release product? A specialty? Is it just is it a vanity product where you just wanted something that? is right for you and and then if you start dialing into it it would be it would be more to work through flavor profiles like like what is it that you're interested in what do you like you know do you like it more astringent do you like it sweeter and and then dial in from there and then so when we do, it's sort of the same process that we do when we're blending a batch for example you know we put in the context the one that we're blending based on what the last previous releases were and then so we'll work through um, you know, we'll work through so that there's something unique or different uh from the previous one so that that's how we would that's how we would approach it and then just start just start blending because we remember we have a lot a lot of barrels and we we have a good feel for what they're going to taste like as we combine them which is how we actually work so we work we work back from we whiteboard out a concept of what we want the flavor profile to be like and then we we select the barrels that would would get to would do that and this would be the similar kind of
0: Concept. So I like uh, if I say I you know I prefer a, a a bourbon or I prefer whiskey that's you know a little bit more on the sweet side. So are you gonna go with a, a, a corn heavy thing first, or we're gonna probably stay away yeah. from the rye? No, yeah.
1: yeah, no. I mean, yeah, you'd be su- you'd be surprised the way that it it isn't just the mash bill; it has to do with the maturation also, and fermentation does a lot to do with it, But that's sort of farther upstream but you know more of a corn forward one you're going it is going to be naturally a little bit sweeter um you know and you know you would want to put a little bit of age in there to kind of round it out a bit um and um yeah we just we start playing and we we, we would actually so we would actually probably prepare a handful of component products so if you think about it um, if you're just blending uh, one barrel at a time that's very different from saying we need to get to 500 gallons, 1,000 gallons, 6,000 gallons. They're very different approaches. And if we're doing, you know, larger format, we'd want to actually blend some barrels before we started blending. Because you can't just take, you can't just, you, you, dumping barrels is different from blending. And that's, that's something that has is, is, is come to light as people talk about blending now. It is, it's it is blending is an art. Dumping barrels is, tech, is So just,
0: define dumping barrels for everybody out there.
1: I get. Um, I've. I, I just bought ten barrels, um, and I want to make a whiskey. Here they are. Put them in a container and let's bottle it. Okay, got it. You. So that's the luck of the draw. If you, if that, if those ten barrels were worked well together and and you know it, and it all all the stars align, then it's a home run. That ha- doesn't happen very often. Because because what happens is we, we we combine different barrels from different lots, different ages, different different states to round things out. So you create these we create these sort of components that we then blend together into a final blend. I know it's confusing, but basically we combine a lot of different things. We we put together a lot of different things and then combine those lots of different things together in different ways to achieve the goals we're trying to achieve.
0: How much is science <laughs> versus instinct? How, how how much is just or just your own feeling of like I know this is going to work.
1: Well, a lot of it is we we know the profiles of a lot of the barrels. Um, so uh, we uh, we may or may not have talked about this. Vantage to me is 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 a great example of this. Vantage is one of our core products, and it's um, it's an it's a it's a bourbon uh, American bourbon, oh. and it's a it, it's it's uh, it's an exercise in maturation. So these barrels are not finished. They're further matured. We call them finished, but they're really further matured in French oak, toasted American barrels, and misanaro barrels. Oh, let me so, need to stop
0: you there. Let me stop you. Yeah. What's the difference between finished and further matured?
1: So a, a fi- so w- the way we think of finishing is it's a barrel that has something that's additive to it, like a, a PX barrel or you know, an Armagnac barrel. That's that's a finishing barrel. Um, if it's if it's a misenara barrel, it's just the oak. There's no there's no secondary finish in there. Uh, and putting the whiskey in and letting it mature is is you're actually maturing the whiskey in the finishing cast, But we just we just use that as a shorthand way of distinguishing between a non um, a, a non finished – I'm sorry a a barrel that has an, some sort of an additive to wine or whatever it is to versus that with the wood so this this is just three different types of wood it's toasted american oak um, it's mise and it's french oak and the reason i was bringing this up is when we were experimenting with the toasted american oak we 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 purchased um, hundreds of barrels with different Characteristics: uh, long, uh, um, um, seasons, long time, season staved, staves, uh, staves um, French oak, light tour, uh, light, <laughs> light toast, heavy toast. And then what we did is, once we had the a range of barrels, like a, like a different set of barrels, we put different mash bills, different states, different ages of whiskey in there to see what it tastes like. So we have a pretty good map of what each of these whiskeys tastes like in that in that particular circumstance. So now now that we know that and then we know how they come together, we are able to do predictive on our end of what it might taste like. There's still a lot of experimentation, but it's by intent. It's different it's different than just randomly putting things together. It is we know how some of these things will work together and then that's how and that's what drives the blend that we're putting together.
0: So it's a it's a combination of of Technical
1: know-how and feel, really. I guess that would have been a short answer.
0: Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, I mean, cause, because I think people wonder, I do, you know, is is there some mad scientist or is there just a mad artist sitting around going, you know, Joe? does Joe close his eyes and think real hard and go, you know what I need? I need a little Canadian. I need a little bit of rye whiskey and I need a little bit of, uh, you know, and, and this is all going to work together or are you sitting there with charts and graphs and going down to the, down to, to a certain percentage point, this is going to do it. But let's talk about, we talk about releases here. You've got a, uh, you got a uh, barrel foundation bourbon. Okay. And yeah. you have, uh, you, you generally do cask strength releases but this is a little different tell us about it
1: okay um so this is really a first for us um this is a hundred proof bourbon. we've never done anything less than cast strength um in fact when we produced this we had a buy and install an RO reverse osmosis water system, because you want to use RO water when you're cutting whiskey. Um, so we don't, we don't, we never needed it because we only needed drinking water. So um, of course as I was mentioning the production took two years. Um, the uh, RO unit was, we didn't have all the parts. So we ended up having to buy the water from our local water distributor, put it in a steel container, send it to Cincinnati to be reverse to have the reverse osmosis process and then track it back. So the water in this Can you
0: give us the elevator pitch on why you need
1: reverse osmosis water? You don't want any you don't want any any uh, salts, any you want is neutral water. No you want nothing in it. No. You want to get rid of any calcium, any you know a- anything that's in the water. It's sort of like um uh, um, uh designing um, those those waters are all ultra filtered, or, 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 or uh, so that there's nothing in there. It's just it's just it's just the basic water. That that so that's you want that because because there'll be interaction because, for many many reasons. Anyway, so that water that's in here is this is a little digression, but but that's this water is costs more than any water you would ever buy. <laughs> but now that we have the unit, it wouldn't happen anymore. So in any event, so th- th- what's interesting about this and is that. Um, this is uh, not only is it hundred proof. Its price point at fifty five dollars, which is you know less than what are you're our you're normally eighty, products. right? Yeah, eighty nine yeah. and somewhere in that range. And this this product is a blend of uh, eight year old Kentucky, uh, five six nine Indiana, eight ten year old Tennessee, and five and six <laughs> excuse me year old Maryland. And then um, you we're, say, we're you say
0: Maryland, Maryland,
1: yeah, okay. Make, they make amazing whiskey.
0: I, you know, it's funny. I don't know that I've had much Maryland whiskey.
1: There's only a couple producers. Okay. I mean, Sagamore is one of them. They're, they're, what, you know,
0: what, what is, is there, is there a sort of a certain thing that Maryland whiskey brings that would be different? I mean, what would be a hallmark of Maryland whiskey?
1: nothing other than than the producers tend to be are high quality producers. Okay. Like there's a consistency to their product. there's you know you know what you're getting. Um, and 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 also it's it tastes good. I mean, it's the the not only are they able to produce a high quality consistent product, it's something that we would buy because it actually is is an excellent ingredient. Um, and the other thing that we're doing now is we're creating a derived, we're writing down the derived mash bill. People ask us for years what the mash bill is, and it was always it was always like, well, we can't there isn't really a mash bill because some of it is 36%, some of it might be 21%, some of it might be, you know, eight percent, whatever it is. So we decided, I just had this moment where was like, why don't we calculate the derived mash bill so that it at least give you an indication. In other words, and all that is is the arithmetic of what barrels are in there, what volume is in there by mash bill type, and then just you know, running the calculation, and this comes out to be a seventy three percent corn, twenty three percent rye, and four percent malted barley. So that just it, it's not not that that's really that informative, other than it gives you a sense of of what what the rye is, which is the thing that you would probably taste most, versus the corn, which is what you will taste most. Any any event. So this this was uh, um, designed as a very accessible whiskey. Um, it is it it is in the same tradition as our barrel products, but it's a little more it's a little bit it's a little bit more accessible. In other words, our products you want to spend time with you want to let it open up you want to taste it and you know there's lots of layers and things. This has similar layering. But it's just a little bit – it's just easier to get to. It's easier to get to the components, and it also makes great cocktails.
0: Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Was that driven a little bit by the idea that maybe some people get scared off by 127 proof whiskeys? <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of barrel. You know that. But I know that there – I have friends that would come over, and if they saw that high proof, they'd they be scared away, even, even if it's unfounded. You know, maybe just pre- –
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're right. I mean, it is, I mean, it, it, you know, with the high proof comes responsibility. I mean, you know, a hundred versus 125 is 20% more. I mean, it's, there's a lot of alcohol in there. So, you know, and and we, we also designed it so that it would, it would, it has great mouthfeel and it works well on the palate all across the board, but also you can use it in a cocktail. And, you know, part of it, you know, part of the thinking behind it, um, you know, for me is, I'm I'm a whiskey consumer as you are. You know, you go to the store, and if I if I buy an 80 or 90 or 100 dollar bottle of whiskey, and it's not good, I'm never coming back. But also, if I don't know it, and there are brands, you know, that we we try everything. But if I put my hat on as a consumer, you know, that's something different. And you know, it's it's we really take that seriously. I mean, you know, people people work hard, and they should get value for their money. Um, and so the idea here is that, that this, if you, if you know our brand, uh, then this is something, you know, that you might want to try, you know, you use in different occasions, you can drink this any, any day, anytime. If you don't know our brand, but you're curious about it, it's, it's, it's an, it's a more accessible price point for somebody to try. And then that gives you permission to try the higher price ones. Uh, it, that's the thinking behind it. It's, it's, you know, it's a, um, it's well, you're, kind of, you're, like you're
0: absolutely thing. right on that, Joe. I mean, I, you know, Full disclosure, I talk about this on the show. Brands send me samples. That's how I get it. You know, I'm not out there buying everything that I'm talking about. But I usually, you know, with me, it's it's one sip a lot of times with different products, and I go, all right, I'm gonna like I like this. this. Is something I could put into my repertoire. You know, but if I don't like it right up front, and I'm and as I said, I'm getting these as media samples, and I, I'm done. Now I can imagine if I'm out paying for it. And you take a sip and you and you realize or you put it in a drink and you realize this is not for you. Well then you lost one, you know. That yeah, fish I, got I, away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's hard earned dollars. So And you're, you're competing. I mean, this is a... Yeah. I, I, it's hard to disc- I mean, you know better than anybody. I mean, this is a Uber competitive. There are so many I mean, Barrel is a award winning beloved whiskey, not only from consumers, but also behind the bars. And, but nonetheless, I could name, I'm not going to, but I could name 20 brands right now that are direct competitors to you that are, that are angling for the same drinkers. They're trying to do the same stuff and they're doing it well. And in order to, in order to keep your market share, grow your market share, you can't, You can't fuck up. I'm just gonna use it. You fuck up one, right? There's pressure there.
1: We're not going to. Yeah, I mean, no, because I mean that's which somebody asked me that one time. Like, what happens, you know, with something that doesn't turn out well? Well, it doesn't not turn out well. It may not be what we want or expected. And the simple, the short answer to that is, and you may have seen that, and we did a quick run out there. um, It becomes a component for something else. So if we find that something is too much of something. We put it in a steel container, uh, or put it back in wood. Um, generally, just put it in steel because we'll use it, you know, in some point, and it becomes something that's blended in something else because that what that contributes in a different context may be really important. So, so yeah, I mean, it's we're we're it's you know it's our brand promise is that you might you'll like you might like um some one of our product over another, but we're not going to put anything in the bottle that doesn't get past our blending team and it isn't good. It just we just won't do it. So but that's what we, we try to do everything we can to satisfy as many people as we possibly can. And we've been doing this for a while. I mean, you know, so we invented a lot of this stuff and, uh, you know, and a all these processes and know how to read feedback in the market and know what people like. Um,
0: well, I, I, I'm curious about that, Joe. You've been around 10 years, right? 2013. That's when we get going. Yeah. The 10th year. It's been 10 years. Besides the praise that I routinely Heap upon you. Is there any accolade, award, a media hit, or anything that you've gotten over the years? It could be more than one that that really stands out. Something that you're just damn proud of.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting question. You know, we we've actually we were we were going through this. We've over the years we've won over. 150 significant awards. I mean, I'm not. I'm not talking about you know best drugstore in the in the tri county area. I mean, these are you know we're talking about national competitions, and so um, I would say there's a few that come to mind are um, the Vantage was the number three whiskey advocate whiskey top 25 last year. That was that felt good. Um, Fred picks Fred Minnick picked Seagrass as the n- number two whiskey of the year of his top 100 in uh, previous year, 21, December 21. Um, we've won literally dozens of medals from San Francisco, but we've won two best bourbons from the competition.
0: Joe's talking about Um, San Francisco world spirits competition, which is considered one of the biggest going, but what about early on? Was there one that you can look back and go, this is when it really started to happen
1: for us when this thing happened? that's a good, you know. That's funny, and this this was the one that 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 really took me took me by surprise was when with a, our batch one bourbon, we entered it. We entered it into the ultimate spirits competition, which has been. They actually just closed. I mean, they've been doing it for twelve years. They just they're no longer um, they're no longer uh, going to do the competition. Um, oh, that's a bummer. I think I think that. I think that um, his name uh (laughs) he's gonna kill me was it paul Um, picard no yeah yeah paul Paul, okay yeah yeah. (laughs) i I think paul just i think what is is wants to move on and and do something else or i'm not sure if if he's retiring or if he just i mean i think it's a pretty grueling competition they have thousands of entries so the first time we entered batch one of that and we 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 did extremely well and it was, and then we started getting all these comparisons to how it beat Pappy in some co- in these competitions, which you know it's it's just a different style. But but that was that was one I think that was really stands out. That one, and I would I have to say Batch Eleven winning San Francisco Burger of the Year was I think that was a that was a big. So thing what year for us. would that
0: have been? Twenty
1: fifteen, maybe. Uh so yeah, right in that, right yeah, in there, right so around that.
0: there, and yeah, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that about the awards and Paul, like, you know, I used to do San Francisco and I was doing Fred. I don't know if he's still doing the Ascot awards, you know, various things. And a couple of years ago, I just waved the white flag and I said, I don't want to do it anymore. Anybody to ask me, I said, now two things. I don't necessarily, I don't love the idea of these personally. I just feel like there's so much riding on it for these brands. And I'm just telling you my own personal experience would be like, if I'm having a, if I'm tired or what I, I just felt like there was too much responsibility and I didn't want to do, I didn't want to half-ass it, you know. And, and that was what was happening sometimes because you'd get 50, you know, they'd sit, they'd send you 30 whiskeys and go, all right, you got to do this. And I'm just, I didn't want to do it. So I kind of stopped participating. I'm not saying there's not value. There certainly is. I just didn't want to do it anymore. I said, let, "Let's leave that for others to decide." I I like to do it on an individual basis, kind of like this, and evaluate things. But I I didn't want to be part of the contest uh, uh, apparatus. Yeah I, get that.
1: yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, we do it every day on a different level. When we're when we're trying product and tasting barrels, it's it's for me, it's this or this. Like, and it's yeah. not even. I mean, that's a different. It's a different thing, but it's it's very binary for us. We you know, it's it's either yes or no. Um, I want to and, try
0: something with you, Joe, real quick, by the way. Sorry, i want to put oh you on no. the spot here. Can't on, imagine. on, If you go to BarrelBourbon.com, that's the Barrel Craft Spirits website, there's a cocktail section, and I do not want you to look, Joe. Don't cheat. Oh, come on. No, don't look. Don't cheat. You can't cheat. And there is a cocktail section, and they are categorized as easy, medium, hard, and expert. Now, without looking, Joe, I'm going to name cocktails from your own site.
1: You tell I won't me. The you tell
0: me if it's easy,
1: the- medium, hard, or expert. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> All right, Wait, but let me qualify this. You okay. know that I am the self-proclaimed worst bartender. No, on the I
0: understand. Joe does not love cocktails. Whenever I've I asked can't him
1: make a cocktail, he
0: he likes to drink it neat. You know, he likes to drink it on the rocks, <laughs> straight up. So, right. but right, just, this is why I'm doing All this because right. I thought I'd embarrass you <laughs> a little bit. We, we get to have some fun with you, man. All right, again. Easy, medium, hard, or expert. We're going to go the Apple Cider Sparkling Sidecar. Now, so everybody knows it's this one's going to be made with, um, there's a lot going on here. There's five, Chinese five-spice apple cider, barrel bourbon New Year 2023. There's dry So a bunch of ingredients in there. The Apple Cider Sparkling Sidecar. Is that a easy, medium, hard, or expert cocktail? Hard. You're saying hard. That is correct, sir. Look at that. All right. Nice. Okay. Mint julep. What's a mint julep? I mean, well, you know what a mint julep is. Medium? That's got to be medium. Yeah.
1: No, we call that easy. That's easy. Easy. All right. right. Mint julep's easy. That's right.
0: Old fashioned.
1: Hopefully that's easy.
0: Easy. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, The New York Sour. I can make that. The New York Sour. The New York Sour. Uh,
1: Expert. I mean- That is expert. You're right. I couldn't make that drink to save my life.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you how to make it. Two ounces of Dovetail, one of of my favorite expressions from Barrel, Uh, uh, three quarters of an ounce of simple syrup, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, an egg white, and a half ounce- of red wine. You're going to use a a fruity red wine. You're going to put the dovetail, the lemon juice, the simple syrup into a a Boston shaker. Then you're going to add the egg white and uh, some large ice cubes to another Boston shaker set. You're going to Flip the small side of the shaker into the large side. Press hard on the top, ensure a seal. Shake vigorously until the ice is melted. You'll be able to tell from the sound. Then you're going to open with the large shaker on the bottom. Then straight, oh my goodness, forget it. Go to the website, check it out. That is an expert drink. I got one more for you. You tell Wait, me. Man, let, me just,
1: let me tell you about that. Yeah. So Nick Christensen, who is our on our blending team, is Trip, myself, and Nick. Nick actually, Nick just won Blender of the Year with for Vine Pair, and she is. She has the gift of making cocktails. So that's her. That's all her. That is, it is like on a Friday, you know, we have a little speakeasy here, Friday afternoon, sometimes she'll mix up something and it is always a religious experience. It's just, it is. But not for you. I don't
0: understand, Joe. Like Why Why don't you, I mean, I love cocktails. I love them. I love whiskey cocktails. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this page, right? We're recording this in the morning and I'm looking at this page right now going, I want to have these. I want, I want a paper plane right now, which is easy by the way. Uh, (laughs) I want a paper plane. I want the apple barrel buck. I want, I want the tail flip. These are all, how do you not
1: love cocktails? I love them. I just don't like to make them, and I, you know, I keep. What happens is I get fooled every time. I make one, and I'm like, "Wow, okay, I did it," because I'm like very exact. I followed it, and then then it's like after I make two, and I can't, you know, and I, I don't know. It just doesn't it doesn't work. I I don't know. I did a video recently, somebody of somebody asking me my favorite cocktail, and so we went to the speakeasy, and I said, "Here's the here's the ingredient. you know the secret is having the best ingredients and in glassware and product." And I pour a shot in a glass and put it down. That's my idea of a cocktail. That's my winter cocktail.
0: Okay, all right, <laughs> I got you.
1: All right, what else you got for
0: me? I want to ask you about you've got a uh, you've got a new barrel bourbon cask finish series, right? What's yes. going on there?
1: Oh, those are so. What we've done is um, we generally we're well, not generally we we have not released bourbons with finishes. We just we just didn't do it. Our prior release bourbons were were just different percentage of, of ages. Um and so we decided to do a small, it's a very limited release series, there's only a, probably a couple thousand cases of any of these, any of these one products. And so we were gonna do we we'll release probably two a year. Um and this year we have two that we released. One is um uh the Amburana. Taylor- Amburana? Uh, Yeah. We'll do them first. The Ambarana. Okay. Ambarana is a, it's sort of a popular finish. It's a South American hardwood. It's endangered species. Um, So these, we actually had these barrels built. Chip Simpson, a whiskey scientist. We tracked down the wood. It was ethically and sustainably harvested. It came in, we dried it. um, We had the barrels made. They're super expensive. I mean, these are, these are more than $5,000 each just for the barrel. Um, And, and then we would – and then we um, we finished whiskey in that and let it sit. And so this, this is a blend um, of the whiskey, the bourbon finish in Amarana and unfinished bourbon. So we got a blend of it because the concentration of flavor from the Amarana is crazy. It's like the – we were just tasting it. I was showing somebody yesterday – um, the the full strength barrel um, product from the Ambrano barrel, you open it up and it's like you walked into the mall and they just took the cinnabon out of the oven. I mean, it's it, like it's overwhelming. It, it's it's just so much. So we had to blend it with um with um, non finished bourbons to, to create create a balance because it's a very polarizing flavor. People like it or don't, and there's 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 some of them have just these are real barrels. Um, some are made with spires or cubes, chunks of wood staves. Um, and so this is this is a different different approach. It's it's a fuller flavor, it's it's just a very different okay.
0: product. 116.42 <laughs> proof. You're yep. gonna be selling that for uh, 89 bucks a bottle. Yep. Yep. And uh, that one. and then you've Tale got of Tale of Two Islands. Tell us about this. Okay.
1: You're a rum guy. I, I do like rum. So this is bourbon that's finished in uh, our old Tale of Two Islands barrels. So that means nothing to anybody unless you're really inside. It's so inside, it's crazy. All right. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Okay. These are finished in barrels that were originally Kentucky ex-bourbon, went to Scotland, used for for Isla. I don't you know, 150, 300 years of sitting in the barrel. <laughs> you know, they they aged a long time there. Came back to Kentucky. We brought, we bought them, brought them back here. We then finished rum in the ex bourbon Isla barrels, Isla casks. Came back here, put our Jamaican rum in it, finished that rum in that barrel, and released the Tail of Two Islands rum. Took the rum out of those barrels and put bourbon back in. So it's a full cycle. And so so, bourbon, scotch, rum, bourbon.
0: So you, you're you going to get the bourbon flavor. Then you go over to Isla. So we're going to get a, the peaty, the smokiness. <laughs> then you're going to bring yeah. it back and do rum, where you're going to get the sweetness.
1: How the hell does that <laughs> – it's so it's much, del- it's, there's it's so delicious. much going on.
0: I mean, it. yeah, it, it sounds it. Yeah. It's
1: so good. I, this, this really is one of my favorite releases this year. It just, it's, it's really good. This, this,
0: this. Now would this be the, <laughs> would this be one that you're just going to go, is that a cocktail based spirit or you think that's um, more of a sipping?
1: I To me, I think this is, a, this is a sipping. I, I actually haven't even thought about this as a cocktail. Um, Hmm.
0: And that one's weighing in. If we're let me make sure I got this one right. That's 118.22 proof. Again, yep. 89.99 a bottle for that. Yep. Uh available now everywhere.
1: Yes. Okay. Both both this this was um that's actually newer. Emberano was um August, I'd say. And that's that's we're sold out of it, but this it's still there's probably still some in retail. Um the Tale of Two Islands finish is um, was later than that. So it's, it's relatively new to the market, but that'll be out there. So you can find that one.
0: Okay. And then finally, you've well, got- I also
1: can find these online. We have, if you just, I think on our website, they, they probably still have some.
0: Okay. And then finally, you've got a, uh, let's talk about the the new, the new 2024, uh, what do you call it again? The New Year release? What is it?
1: New Year release, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so people new are looking new for new something. I mean, we've got New Year's coming up. And if you're looking for a, a great holiday gift, let's hear this one.
1: So we started this in 2015 or 16, I think it was. Um, This is, this is a a small batch that we do every year. We release November, December, and it's, it's this um, sort of very different. um, um, We pull out all the stops when we're blending these, when we're blending this one, not that we don't on everything, but, but it's more like um, it's, it is more like we we have lots of different barrels from different states, and 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 we have there's not enough to do a, a batch of any one of these or you know or a predominant blend, so we view them as an ingredient to this particular product. So it's a pretty it's a pretty wide set of states that we that we uh, whose whiskey that we bring in and use for this product. This year, it's Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, Ohio, Wyoming, Texas, Maryland, and New York. So those are the states that have contributed barrels to this particular blend. Um, yeah, And so it comes in at 113 proof. When you
0: say a limited release, how many bottles of that are going to be available?
1: This one, I actually, you know what? I actually know the answer to that question, I, which is generally I'm like, Generally,
0: you don't, don't know anything, Joe. No, I'm kidding.
1: Know anything. <laughs> you know, you know, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. The, the, the reason is we're, I am blending. We're doing stuff that's not even that's way in the future, and even once we do it, I we're not we're blending the taste. So, but when sometimes it's as much a surprise to me. <laughs> not really I'm kidding. Uh, we're blending the taste, so it, you know the, what's in there tends to be. I, I, I just forgot, so it's like, oh, it's that range of barrels. Anyway. The answer to this one is about ten thousand, give or take, bottles of this. That's and it. Th-
0: and what's the retail on that?
1: Same eighty nine. Eight hundred. Pretty much everything is eighty nine, except for the fifty five dollar one. And some of our, and then we have the grand gold products, but those are higher price. But for the most part, everything is right in that you know it should be, you know, eighty four to eighty nine, you know, seventy five to eighty nine. It's you know we have no control over. We have zero control over retail. So. Okay. You know we have a MSRP, it. and that's as, and we try to work, we work with distributors to make sure that they have the right, um, they have the right margin and the right pricing. But you know, at the end of the day, the retailer can charge whatever they want.
0: Okay. So to recap, everybody, we got the new Cask Finish series. You're going to want to look for the Barrel Foundation Bourbon. That's the the the, the, ex, the more accessible. First time they're going down a lower price point. So if you are unfamiliar with barrel, you might want to jump in right there. Of course, we've got the 2024 New Year bourbon, the new state-of-the-art facility. There is so much going on, man. It's incredible to see how much has happened for you and the brand, since I met you, which is I, Pebble Beach, I don't know how many years ago. That was six or seven years ago, how long it was. And, uh, man, I, it's incredible to think what's going to happen in the next 10 years. Hope so. Yeah. We'll and, look forward uh, to it. Well, listen, my friend, I uh, can only talk for so long, my eyes bothering me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm 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 almost healed, Joe. Oh, look at this. i hey, looking better. You look right? great. Thanks. You look, you, yeah, look you, know. great. you look good. Making a comeback, my friend. Well, listen. Uh, if we don't talk to you again this year, which we're probably not going to, I wish you the best and the happy holidays and New Year and all that. And and everybody, be sure to ch- go to BarrelBourbon.com. Check out everything they got going on there. It, it truly is. There's a reason mm. Joe's on this show all the time. It's one of my favorite whiskeys. It, it, very. I got a handful. And I mean that The few that we're always going to be my go-to's and, and this is one of them and always love having you on, man. You, you, you have a lot of knowledge to share and we always appreciate that.
1: Thank you very much. I love being here. It's so good to see you and have a great holiday. You Thank too, you very man. Much.
0: To alcohol, the cause of, and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> That's going to do it for our show. I want to thank Joe Beatrice for being here. Always love having Joe on. Of course, I want to thank you for listening. For you are the fuel that drives this engine. The little engine that could. That we call what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Invite you to follow me on the Instagram. At the imbiber. T-H-E-I-M-B-I-B-E-R. I also invite you to tell some friends about the show. Let's grow together my friends. Uh, and as I want to do, I will leave you with a joke. Ready? Ready? What's the difference between men and pigs? Pigs don't turn into men when they drink.
1: Come
0: on, that's pretty funny. No? All right. How about this one? Young guys passing by a bar when he sees an old woman fishing with a stick and a string in a puddle by the sidewalk. And he thinks, well, this must be some poor old fool here. And Out of the kindness of his heart, he invites her into the bar for a drink. And after he's paid for the round, or sitting there quietly, he asks her, so, how many have you caught today? The old woman grins, takes a big sip of her drink, and replies, you're the eighth." All right, that's it. Bye